The Mind Your Home podcast is now available on video. To watch the video associated with this episode and see any visuals that may be mentioned in the episode, follow the link in the description to the YouTube channel. You're listening to the Mind Your Home podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home podcast. It doesn't matter if you are into like bird watching or dog training or technology, trends are going to happen in any kind of industry or field. I was recently interviewed for an article and this person who interviewed me had some really good questions, one of which was something that I've literally never been asked before and it kind of caught me off guard. And that question was, what's trending in minimalism? I was actually really delighted when she asked me because it's so fun to think about, right? I didn't realize that I had so many thoughts and ideas and had noticed so many trends kind of coming and going over the years because I'd never really stopped to think about it. But when she asked me that question, I was like, oh, you know, like this has changed and this has changed and I see a lot of this and that. Changes that even I've noticed that I've started taking on because of the trends that are happening, you know, like it's kind of hard not to absorb influences from outside forces, especially if you're so focused on a certain area. So let's have a chat about what's been trending in minimalism. So let me just go ahead and put on my trend forecaster glasses and we will go ahead and dive in. No, I'm not a trend forecaster and these are way too reflective. The first thing that automatically comes to mind when people start talking about trends is style and design. You know, the visual changes that you see coming and going decade after decade without fail. And I've definitely noticed some trends within the minimalist community and just clutter-free living in general. However, I do think that it's worth mentioning that, of course, minimalism as a lifestyle is different from minimalism as a design or architecture or art. You know, it's, it's a very different thing. And you can live with less and enjoy living with less and get the benefits of living with less. Usually that's having more time, more energy, and better prioritization with no style at all. You absolutely can do that. You don't need to have any particular trending design or decor in order to call yourself a minimalist. I feel like that's pretty obvious, but definitely worth mentioning. However, when it comes to design and your space and what we are choosing to surround ourselves with more often than not, and just these larger trends as a whole, you know, like as a society, as a minimalist community, I think that it really indicates changes in priorities. When I first started practicing and learning more about minimalism, it was probably in the peak, like right at the peak of documentaries that were coming out and, you know, new influencers that were popping up all over the place talking about minimalism. So it was kind of like in the peak of minimalism as a lifestyle trend in itself. And of course, the battle cry was less is more. And that showed up in designs as a sleek white surface with maybe a few dark onyx black chosen appliances or accessories, right? Like really focusing on just some pops of something that you were wanting to stand out. The whole idea was that you were able to better prioritize when you had less stuff. And I'm not saying that any of those principles have gone away. I'm just saying that I think that they've softened a little bit. 
I remember being obsessed with monochromatic room designs that had just pops of color. So maybe a full-on gray scheme of color with just like a pop of red or a pop of yellow or just, you know, something that really stood out and took the took the show of the room. Lots of blacks, lots of whites, lots of grays, you know. You'll still see that occasionally, but I'm seeing it quite a bit less than I did 10, 15 years ago when I first started learning about minimalism and looking at some of the designs that were trending at that time. I was totally on board with that style, by the way. Like, I was into it. I had the gray room with the red piece of art on the wall that popped out. I noticed that the trends, and I'm speaking mostly here in America where I'm located because I'm sure that this is different in different countries like Japan or, you know, Scandinavia, but I noticed that the trend started pulling to a little more um, natural, right? So less sleek and white and, you know, metal or plastic and more wood. So a lot of the Scandinavian style started to really seep into how we experience minimalism with the, you know, wooden legs and the chairs that really stood out. White chairs, sleek chairs with wooden legs, or, you know, just really pulling out wood accents inside of rooms. There was a lot of wood and white, which you'll still see there are hashtags for it over on Instagram. I think it's called white and wood or wood and white. And essentially, it's just rooms that are full of white tones, white fabrics, or white countertops with accents of wood. Very pretty, in my opinion. Also, still a little bit simpler than a lot of what I'm seeing today. Similarly, a lot of Japanese styles. And there was a period of time where I was all about the Japanese styles. I wanted soji doors so bad. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. I still think that they're really adorable and I would love to have some in my home someday, but still very much with the nature, you know, bringing in a lot of the horizontal slatted wood, the pergolas, bamboo accents, bamboo furniture, some of these things are still here, right? They're still around. It's just that I feel like other trends have kind of incorporated into them as well, which I'll get to in a second. And then a few years ago, I started hearing about this thing called boho all over the place. Boho, bohemian this, bohemian that, lots of pompous grass, which you can see that I have some version of in the background here. Uh, the rainbows and desert colors. Again, you can see that I have some going on in the background here. Uh, and actually, I was very resistant to this whole design style at first. I was still very much on the train of, oh, I want the simple horizontal slats. You know, everything else can be white and muted and simple. The idea of the grays with just the pops of color. And to me, at the time, Bohemian just felt really messy compared to all of that. You started seeing people bringing in a lot more plants and macrame and macrame wall hangers for the plants. Geometric rugs with simple muted colors started popping up everywhere. I have one or two of those myself now too. And it was really just a little bit more of an artistic spin, I feel like, that some of us like myself weren't quite ready for. Now, as you can tell, I've adapted over time and it's probably one of my favorite styles at the moment. In fact, we have a boho desert themed nursery plan for Chloe, our baby that's gonna be due in a few months. And all of this started just coming in with this boho minimalist trend that started taking over. Now, I will point out that not all boho styles are minimalist. There's a spectrum, I guess you could say, boho minimalist styles all the way to very boho eclectic styles. I'm talking more about the boho minimalist styles where things are still minimized, they're still simple, but the accents seem to be pulling more from this whole bohemian design trend. 
Again, I've seen it meld with the Scandinavian style, which is very much still there. The Japanese style, which is very much still there. We're still very much into um, natural styles, the woods, the linens, you know, the stone colors, the cream colors, the natural materials, essentially. And I don't see that going away anytime soon. I don't know in a couple of years if boho is still going to be the thing or if it's going to be something else. But I do think that the whole pull of bringing nature back into our homes is not going away. So again, pulling this whole style and design back into minimalism as a lifestyle, I think that it's a really good thing because I think that more and more people, as this lifestyle has grown in popularity, more and more people are starting to find that they can bring personality and warmth into their space, that having less doesn't mean living without style or comfort. In addition to the stylistic changes, I've also seen the concept of minimalism as a lifestyle itself really expand and blossom even more than it already was into other areas of life. Mindfulness, you know, pruning your schedule, prioritizing and simplifying your relationships. So you'll see a lot of people like influencers or just general minimalist accounts that are also talking about things like meditation and yoga and mindfulness, productivity and prioritization and simplification and all of these things kind of work together. I mean, it, it makes sense, I feel like, that the type of person who's going to be intentional about their belongings and intentional about their environment in order to be able to gain more from it is also the type of person who's going to be interested in mindfulness or at least in growing those traits. It makes sense when you think about the way habits are formed. If you've ever read the book, The Power of Habits by Charles Duhigg, he talks about keystone habits and how making one positive change or one new habit like quitting smoking or exercising can lead to a domino effect in other areas and other positive changes in habits. And I think that a lot of that happens when people start getting the clutter out of their homes and they start being more intentional and practicing awareness in their space and how their space is making them feel and, you know, like all of these things. It, it really does just domino out into how they then think about and experience other areas of their lives. And so I've noticed a lot of trends toward, you know, more organic eating and, you know, better health. It's expanded into a way of being just as much as a way of experiencing a space. The next trend I've noticed is kind of related to that, and it's about like social causes and this whole eco-minimalism movement that we've seen that, again, is not going away. I'll be surprised if that doesn't just become stronger and stronger and more and more of a way of living, even for people who aren't practicing minimalism. But this whole idea of spending your dollars and bringing things into your home that are ethically produced or, you know, that aren't putting out tons of carbon emissions and that are known to try to have a smaller footprint, or they're just doing good in the world in general. And in fact, I even take this into consideration with the brands that I work with, especially if it's a physical product. Uh, if you looked at my affiliate or sponsorship page on my website that I send brands to, it pretty much says, you know, you'll have a better chance of me wanting to work with you if you're doing something good in the world, if you have some kind of a, a socially conscious cause or you have eco-friendly products. Having a more socially conscious mindset, especially when it comes to the way that we spend our dollars, which a lot of us know is really the only way or the best way that we can make change is as consumers choosing to spend our money and our dollars in the places that are doing the best change. And again, I do think that that kind of fits and makes sense that this whole trend and this mindset 
has grown and become so strong in the minimalist community because, again, you're talking about people who not only have strengthened this whole muscle of intentionalism when it comes to their space and awareness when it comes to their space, but also when you're spending less on random frivolous things, you're able to really prioritize quality over quantity. And I think that that's also where a lot of this whole misconception that I'm going to talk about in a whole different video about, you know, minimalism being for the privileged and the rich, because you will see that a lot of minimalists do buy things that are higher quality and sometimes things that are more expensive. And I think that the reason for that isn't necessarily that they're so rich and that they're spending so much more money than everybody else. I can tell you I spend way less money now than I did before I was practicing minimalism. And that's just me on a case basis. Like if you were to look at how much I used to spend versus how much I spend now, there's no comparison. However, I do feel like I am surrounded by better quality things now or things that make me feel better, things that are more ethically produced. Um, I am surrounded by better things now, I feel, than what I used to be. Again, that's another discussion. We're not getting into the whole idea of rich minimalist, poor minimalist, privileged minimalist. Um, but I do think that it's worth noting that this whole idea of eco-minimalism and socially conscious minimalism has risen and that people are starting to buy more high quality types of items versus buying more things. Buying less, but higher quality. And again, this is not a trend that's going to go anywhere. It's only gotten stronger over the years. Uh, I can tell you that since I've started practicing minimalism, maybe it's a keystone habit. Maybe it's a, a trend effect of just the things that I'm surrounded by in this community like it is for a lot of other people. But I definitely pay way more attention to all of those things now, the yoga and meditation, the nourishment and, you know, organic eating when I can, trying to be eco-conscious and watch my footprint. I see this trend in myself and I see this trend in other people. And so overall, I think that we're going in a good direction. Before I go, I want to give one quick reminder that it's not too late to register for the Get Organized HQ Virtual Summit. It's going to be running from September the 12th through the 16th. It's going to be the biggest organization decluttering simple living event of the year with over 100 speakers, myself included, and we'd love it if you would join. So I'll be sure to leave a link for that registration down in the description as well. And I will chat with you next week. 